0: Testing one, two, three. This is Jack Crawford, sole crew member aboard the Terrapin. I'm attempting to circumnavigate the Great Channel one day at a time. Uh, well, the first big, few big things today, but the first one was I dropped anchor last night where. I I had been following those goats that had been clear grazing the stone buds, eating them all up. And so I'd stopped, and one shore had plenty of stone buds. The eastern shore had plenty. The western shore, they swept clear, right? And it swept clear for a couple miles, because I followed them for several hours. Well, I got up this morning... And they're. It, it wasn't cleared. They. are back. They've completely regrown overnight or been. I, don't, I mean, it's like they're not even new growth. They're not all uniform. They're not. Um, That there's no sign of like someone coming and planting or something insane like that it's as it's identical in terms of the randomness right which doesn't make any sense but in terms of the the distribution of position and size of the stone buds they're just as varied on the eastern shore as they are on the western shore Even though 10 hours previously, there were no buds on the western shore. So that was the first weird thing today. The second, and this was a concern I had yesterday, and I was really hoping it wouldn't come to it. And this is the bigger, not really a weird thing, I guess but major event of the day. Um, I was complaining last night and co- and complaining to myself a lot yesterday about the lack of wind in this canyon. And I completely understand why there's no wind, right? Like It, it makes sense that there wouldn't be that much airflow dipping down into the canyon unless the wind... The gust happened to line up with the direction of the canyon, you know. If a gust were to go east-west, considering most of this canyon is going roughly north-south, roughly, uh, you'd be getting such a sharp angle of collision uh, with the opposite wall of the canyon from the direction the wind came that it would stop. So it kind of makes sense that there's not that much wind at least not that much making it down to where I am. But while there's not much wind there ha- up until today there hadn't been any rain either. And today there was a lot of rain. And I think what made it a bigger problem is that there was a lot of rain that started far, far up the channel, far to my northeast, northwest, I mean, I'm sorry. Or maybe the storm started northeast and moved west, but uh, far above me, far up channel. And so the first indication that there was going to be some weather was that without any wind, right, I've basically been going with the Um, which is fine, but it was a very normalized pace. And so today when that suddenly started to speed up, when the water started to move a little faster, obviously I took notice immediately. It was very obvious, right? And then it didn't just speed up, it rose. Not super noticeably at first, but... Eventually, I was starting to notice, yeah, the channel is a little bit, it, it's been fairly static in its width, right? And it's pretty easy to tell, you know, on the shore where the, where, I mean, the way you tell is if there are stone buds growing, you're far enough from the channel that you're not getting very much water in the soil, right? Um, and all of a sudden, I was starting to notice water pretty close to some stone buds and then a couple of stone buds floating in the channel alongside me. Like they'd been picked up or dropped in the water. And it was so it wasn't really an instant, right, like flood. But then I looked behind me, looked up channel, and I noticed that it was starting to get a little dark. A little cloudy. And, you know, sometimes you see a rain cloud or a storm cloud, and it's got that certain bit of inkiness to it that's just a little bit more black than gray that tells you it's not good. This was one of those. And a few minutes after that, the water really started to pick up. The channel was moving at a much higher rate. You know, on either side of me, every once in a while, a stone bud was starting to get picked up and float alongside the pin. There was a lot more splashing, which is uncommon in stretches like this of the channel. Um, waves almost and complexities, which especially in a calm place like this, you know, you're not getting a lot of riffles or whirls or anything, but. Here they were all of a sudden. And as the storm got closer and closer, the the canyon stayed wide, but the channel started to rise to meet it. And thank goodness I wasn't a goat. I don't know where the goats were. I never saw them. Who knows how far down down channel they went overnight, or maybe they you know, they're dexterous little bastards they might have just climbed out of the channel altogether, but thank goodness I wasn't one of them because uh, after a couple of hours of this storm getting closer and closer the channel was starting to lap against the walls of the of the canyon, starting to fill it and I was having to do a lot more work to keep on on course and not, you know, usually when I'm navigating the pin, right, my main purpose for sitting at the rudder is to make sure I don't ground out too close to a shore or that I don't run into a dock or something or some weird obstacle floating or embedded in the middle of the channel. And today, I was sitting there, holding on for dear life, giving it my all for many, many hours, trying to make sure that I wasn't swept against one of the walls of the canyon. Um, the water rose probably 10, 20 feet. All in all, I mean, a massive surge. And, uh, probably 10 feet before the storm hit, and then another 10, once I was actually getting rained on directly. Uh, Incredibly, it wasn't actually a, the storm itself wasn't dangerous, it wasn't, there wasn't wind, there wasn't lightning, there wasn't a single clap of thunder, and I'm very, very grateful for that, because, God, can you imagine the echo of a thunderclap in a place like this, I mean, there's, there's an echo when i do anything out here, and there's, I mean, that shit would carry, anyway, um, but the surge was massive, whisking me along, um, I had no idea, no clue how many miles I made today, because up until the storm passed me, which was... It was probably six hours end to end, uh, probably three of watching the storm approach um, from the north. Probably two hours in the storm proper, and then a final hour of riding out the surge until it eventually dispersed. But, um, I mean, it was white knuckle a few times. Luckily, you know, there weren't a ton of currents going towards the canyon walls. So I wasn't, you know, in danger of any major surprises, right? I wasn't suddenly going to be wrenched against the against the rock. But there were a few sharp turns that were, oof, white knuckle. Uh, but I made it through. Thank goodness. Uh, at one point, uh, I I was getting a little, a little worried and I, I I didn't do this, but I thought about, I almost tied myself to the rudder. It didn't come to that. I, I think if it had been windy, I would have needed it, but luckily it was just rain and man, if water wasn't enough, you know, but it sure was today. Um, Once the storm had passed, as the surge started to slow down, right? I, I don't know where it all went initially, but within, the fir- within that hour from the time the sto- I made it out of the storm, from the time the storm outpaced me to the time the channel was about back to normal. It was a fairly rapid descent and I realized towards the end that this incredibly, incredibly arid soil on the canyon floor just sucked it all up, except for that central groove that's, you know, the path the channel's been following this entire time and equally impressive after... I watched the channel suck up all that or the, the shore suck up all that water, you know. It's normally this lighter, dusty brown, and it was this deep, deep umber. Uh, after it had gotten wet, it took hardly any time at all for it to dry back out. And this was late in the afternoon no direct sunlight yet I guess there's so much of this dirt or so much dry ground under here that that water all of it hundreds of thousands of cubic feet of water just into the earth but um, I mean an impressive reservoir if it's being stored down here You wonder if you had to dig a well. I mean, you'd have to dig... Damn far down if you were on the... If you were up on the edge of the canyon. You'd have to dig a couple hundred feet down. But if you were down here... And had to dig a well... I am certain you would find water pretty much anywhere. I mean, obviously you wouldn't need to. Because you have... The freaking great channel right here. But... Anyway... Um... Tomorrow we'll get to test the, uh... The thing about the stone buds. Because... The flood, uh, Took them all with it. So they're... Right now as I'm saying this... As I'm sitting in here talking to... This device and... My words are bouncing around the canyon up and down, I'm sure. Echoing to maybe somebody and probably no one. Um... There are no stone buds around me. It is barren earth. Of course, now I know it's rich earth, full of water, but it is completely flat and devoid of all plant life. So, yeah, we'll see if in the morning we've got some some fresh agriculture to check out. And then we can return to this nice little botany mystery, you know. After dealing with the ancient sigil that can create energy out of nowhere or whatever, it's nice to be trying to decipher such a small puzzle as this. Although, I wouldn't call it any less important. So, this is Jack Crawford sole crew member aboard the Terrapin attempting to circumnavigate the Great Channel and hopefully returning to my position as chief botanist aboard the Terrapin in the morning.